Good. I'm glad. Ten out of ten. Happy. I would wish to have such amazing volume as you have, sir. Oh, thank you. You can thank dare you. to dream. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Practical, Shoot Practical Shooting After Dark. Uh, we're here to talk about shooting. On deck tonight, Mr. Park. Hello. And Mr. Hopkins. Hi. Oh, this is amazing. Well, I hope we have a bang up podcast tonight. Aren't um, they all? Aren't they? Well, no, they are not, all not really. <laughs> um, but maybe this one will be. All right, Hopkins, go first, man. You got something fun to talk about, don't you? So, yeah, I wanted to talk about me being an area director, right? So yeah. I got nominated by Sherwin to take over the Area 3 director spot before my term starts on January 1st to fill the role of the vacant spot that Sherwin left because he is now USPSA president. Okay. So I wanted to kind of talk about my experience at the first board meeting. The minutes are out now, so I can freely talk about what's in those minutes. I don't know if you guys have seen them or read them or anything like that. I have not. You have not. Okay. <laughs> well, first, let me stay. We started this meeting at 6 p.m. And we're done at 1030. So the meeting lasted four and a half hours. Is that normal? Do you know? They said it's not normal. Okay. They said about two to three hours for meeting. So it was kind of like an introduction by fire, I guess. Right. Okay. <laughs> so... They had some topics. We, of course, they appointed me to the position for, oh, I guess they waived notice because they didn't give enough notice to the membership first. Uh, it's kind of like a formality thing that if you don't give 10 days notice of meetings and the agenda, you have to waive notice per the bylaws. So they did that. Then they discussed and Sherwin appointed me area three director and requested the board to confirm it i guess or agree with it all everybody voted yes and there was no nays or anything like that so then we went into the director reports gary nash gave a report on the financials uh very interesting uh they they do a monthly summary of the current month versus the budget so you got to see all the detailed information on that it's it's more detailed than the org puts out in the the one year financial statement that usually comes out around April, May or June, I think, for, from the previous year. So got to see all the current places money are spent on the org and everything and all the so it's income. Like, like a profit and loss kind of. It, like yeah, where it, the... it actually it was exactly that, a PL okay. statement. Yeah. Okay. That's the easiest way to explain it. There's a PL statement and it just compared the actual month first, what was budgeted that month. Okay. Also got to see the activity fees, so the the revenue and the expenses both for the org, and compare what they thought it would be to what it actually was. Uh, that lasted well over an hour. We went through that pretty detailed. Um, board members got to ask questions back and forth with Gary, and he had answers for everything. I thought it was very professional, like he knew what he was doing, so it was good. Then I believe we had Troy give a report, Jake give a report, and Rick give a report. So they all kind of talked about their specific stuff. Um, Jake talked about the member meetings that are going to happen at Nationals. 
uh, one member meeting the first night of the PC and open or in PC and carry optics nationals at 7 p.m. the first night of that match. I think it's the 16th. And then there's another member meeting the first night of the race gun nationals, same time. So both first nights, uh, members can submit questions to either their area director or president. You can go through the website and find that. Or you like you can look in the downrange newsletter. So we've got some interesting questions so far is all I can say on that. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, but they'll probably be get, like 15 gonna, people at these meetings, right? There's not very many. I think the most they've ever had was 20 and like six of those were board members and like USPSA staff or something. It's not very many. I yeah, think they're going to provide there. a little food there or something. It's all detailed in the downrange newsletter. You don't even have to be there. They're going to live stream them. So they're going to live stream the member meeting. So everybody has a chance to watch it and ask questions. I think it'll be easiest if you submit questions ahead of time so they can kind of like combine them and see kind of see the gist of what everybody's asking or anything like that. Sure. Uh, went over some new rulings that are going to come out. So we talked about those and kind of what Troy's been up to and all the RO seminars and kind of where he's been at. Uh, Rick gave a presentation and talked about current member numbers and all the IT stuff that's going on. They got a really good website where they have a bunch of info they can provide at pretty quick notice also. So they can give like up-to-date member numbers and a bunch of different stats. Like you can see uh, how many matches after like a person has been DQ'd they shot if they've not shot again or something like that. It's kind of interesting stat. I don't know why they came up with that one or why they shared that one, but it was it was neat. Just need to look at. It. I don't know what it tells you. Uh, then we went into executive session, right? Everybody loves that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you say how long you were in that for? Oh, two hours, I think. Of the okay. what four hour meetings? That was half of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the then... director, the other director reports are pretty quick. Uh, nothing like the Gary's report. Like he went over line by line on on the PNL statement, so he went pretty detailed into it. Uh, executive session. Basically, I got to be careful here because we can't talk about it. You probably it. shouldn't talk about it at all. I I wouldn't say anything. I'll, I do have one question, though. So the meeting's four hours. Half of it is this executive session, and you yes. can't say anything about it. And yeah, it would well, not appear in the meeting, in the minutes. I can say correct? exactly what's in the minutes. So we came out of executive session, and we got a request to look at member termination or reinstatement. Look at member reinstatement. Uh, we did that. Uh, there was some other talk about org structure change in there that they outlined in the minutes. So uh, that's free to talk about also. I'm trying to get a refresher here so I don't say anything wrong. <laughs> Just don't say, you don't have uh, to say anything. No, you don't have to say anything. Don't say anything to get you in trouble. I won't. I mean, um, they're going to review the bylaws. Board's going to talk about it in the future. Board of putting forth additional leadership structural changes re- with regards to the bylaws. So they're going to review how the org structure looks and everything. Looks like with bylaw changes and something about a president, 
and an elected president and CEO and separating those two positions. So all that's talked about in the minutes. So I shouldn't get in any trouble talking about any of that. Okay. Then as soon as we got out of that, we adjourned the meeting at four hours and 40 minutes to be exact. <laughs> oh, baby. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that's about it. Well, that sounds horrifying, Matt. <laughs> we got another meeting tomorrow. I don't know when this will come out, but we'll probably already have the meeting and be working on confirming the minutes at that point so we can release them to the members. So you're having a so meeting about your meeting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is another meeting. Uh, to discuss the first meeting. To, yeah, discuss some of the topics in the first meeting. Looks like we're going to go over a member suspension, and then we're going to talk about org structure change, popper calibration, and there's some uh, something else I'm not sure. Oh, special election. Yeah, so those are the four topics on the the next election or the next meeting. That's probably already going to happen when this comes out. So well, I can't wait, Matt. Yeah, yeah. I bored you enough already. We'll be eagerly awaiting these minutes. I'm sure yes. you will be. Joel. What would you like uh, to talk about, sir? I have. I'm gonna plug someone else's podcast for a minute. It's not even making me money. Uh, I want to talk about the Hunters HD Gold podcast. Uh, for people not familiar with Brian Connolly, well, I think anybody that has social media, everybody probably knows who Brian is. But Brian travels around the country. Uh, his van full of he's got like merchandise, glasses, and guns. He sets up at matches. Uh, he demos glasses out. People can try. He's at the Wisconsin match, and while he's at matches, he sometimes does interviews for his podcast. Uh, Brian is quite fantastic at asking very direct questions and good follow-up questions. So if someone tries to give a really, you know, generic or vague answer, he definitely follows up with specific questions. You know, tell me more. There are a few noteworthy interviews I definitely recommend people should listen to. Uh, Jake Martins, Troy McManus, and Sherwin Greenfield. Uh, the reason I mentioned those three specifically is I don't think I've ever heard any of them interviewed anywhere else before. Uh, so I recommend listening to those three interviews very carefully because it can teach you a lot about where the sport is heading and how we got to where we are. So, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, the podcast is called Hunter's HD Gold Behind the Lens. Uh, you can find it in any podcast app. I just use the, the Apple podcast app or there's a link on Brian's website. But... People should listen to him. Isn't Mr. Joel Park going to be on there soon? We are. Uh, we, yes, you are as well, Mr. Sager. Oh, that's true. Uh, but yeah, I was Brian on there first well. also. Yes, Matt was on there also. Yeah, not to be unkind, Matt. I've heard we've all we've heard Ben interviewed a million times. Old news. Matt interviewed old news. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. I actually listen to him quite a bit. He gets a wide variety of guests, so. He had some people from an AK match. He had people from a multi-gun or three-gun like kind of spectrum. He's talked to like obviously USPSA guys like Troy and Jake and all them. Uh, he talked to Leif Kunkel also on there. So mm -hmm. he talked to him and got kind of where Leif's head is at and what he kind of sees where the sport should go and everything. So he gets a wide variety of people. He talked to Kurt Grimes, a steel challenge person that's been shooting steel challenge for probably 30 years, I think, and does like custom painting. It was his newest episode. It's interesting to hear the history of steel challenge in that aspect. So that was good. 
Never heard that before. We talked to BJ Norris also. And BJ kind of explained why he doesn't shoot Steel Challenge anymore and kind of kind of why he doesn't do that. So that's also a very interesting one. I like it. Uh, yes, I've listened to that one also. I think I've listened about all of them. Yeah. But that Joel Park episode, though, that's going to be the best one, right, Joel? I don't know. Listening, <laughs> hearing me interviewed old news at this point. Yeah, we have pretty much talked about as much as we can. Yeah, we? I agree. It's pretty lame talking to Joel. <laughs> if someone doesn't know what we're about at this point, <laughs> they haven't been watching. Yeah, they're not paying attention, which is also fun. Well, so that was just a podcast plug. That's it. That's my topic. Yeah, people oh. should listen. Like I said, listen to Brian's podcast. It's good. Well, I mean, like, let's cut to the chase. Being able to interview people well and ask good follow-up questions is essential. Because I've heard, let's say, hypothetically, I've heard somebody interviewed, and this person would be like, oh, but I did, oh, but back in my earlier training, I did this or something. And then you'd be like, oh, okay, what's the next, what's the next, question number two is, where did you grow up or something? And be like, well, I want to know more about the previous training that you already hinted at. Yeah. And Brian's a very good interviewer to actually, oh, well, tell me more about what happened. He's not just reading off a checklist. It's like, one, two, three, well, four. Well, I, I thought his interviews with the USPSA guys were the best. Those were uh, revealing, you might say. That's why I recommend people should listen to them. Oh, you son of a bitch, I knew it. <laughs> <clears throat> How dare you? Well, all right. That Let's move on. Spicy, I think Joel. Yeah, that is a spicy topic, Joel. Sorry. A-hole. <laughs> Just trying to be helpful and spread information, you know? Knowledge is power. <laughs> Something. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, I want to talk about training day I, I had with uh, with Mr. Kim and Mr. Pranka. Does that sound good? Sounds excellent. All right, so uh, we set up some stages. Well, we had stages left up from the Wisconsin section match. I still actually do have a couple of them left up. A couple of my favorites. Um, but we we you know we we went out we shot some stages and you know whatever that was that was fine that was you know just a good time. Uh, but when we actually started training, we wanted to do uh, track the A zone because uh, Pranka said that he's been shooting it a lot, but he's not sure that he understood it properly. So he wanted to shoot it with Kim and I uh, to make sure that he understood it. And it was quite nice, you know, shooting that drill with with Mr. Kim because he had some variations that he's worked on and some other stuff. So there was, that was very interesting. And I can see why his shooting on the move is so, so crispy and so nice because there's so much shooting on that drill. Bro, that drill is excellent. Uh, do you care to share about the the variations or do we have to wait and see it on training group? No, no. Uh, I'm not sure that it'll, it, that'll, it'll be on training group. Uh, like one variation he has it that has you move across. So if you don't know the drill, there's two barrel stacks and there's four targets and basically the barrel stacks force you to move around, you know, mm -hmm. laterally. And uh, the way it works is you have targets always appearing and disappearing because you're moving laterally and the barrel stacks are kind of set up so that they get in the way. So you, you're forced to move to open up the targets and then as you move, they they go away. So uh, it's, a, it's a close range drill. Tip, typically you shoot it like seven yards. Um, so anyway, the, the the variations that Kim had have you had you transiting the distance across the barrels twice instead of just once. You know what I mean? So you'd shoot on one side, move all the way across, shoot on the other side, and then shoot your way back, or vice versa. 
that kind of stuff. And that made it way harder, like way harder. Oh, I bet. Yes. To make the last target on the first, like the, before you started going back the other way, the hardest. Uh, yes, because you'd have like a, like a fast movement across a relatively long distance and then a hard stop. And it, 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 then it would make it hard to loosen up. So that what I found is shooting that drill a lot. Really what I noticed personally was that uh, any tension I had in my shoulders. So like if I tried to really hammer a transition, kind of like, oh, I'm going to push hard to get onto this target. Or if I felt the target was going away or if I needed to move fast to open a target up. So typically the fourth target in the drill, like the last one, you might have some distance to cover before you get to it. And if I would push hard to make that distance, then I would tense up and I'd fuck up the transition. You know what I mean? So I found that staying loose was both the fastest way to shoot this and the easiest. But it was very, very challenging to shoot this drill moving quickly with my shoulders loose. Ben, shoot me straight. Even at your Deathstalker level, uh, I imagine it's game over at any skill level if you start looking at your sight and you're like not finding a specific spot on the target. And I could see if you're like pushing and really trying to cover a lot of ground fast, it would be tough to laser in on the targets. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, you, you can't shoot this drill really super fast staring at your sights the whole time. I just don't see a way to do it. So, yeah, super punishing if you don't pick a precise spot on the target. That's correct. Man, that sounds right. like a good day. It was a good day. Guys, that's that's all I really had. Oh, all right. Then. Basically, I just questions? wanted to dunk on you guys that uh, I had a fun training day without you. Well, uh, no, jealous. I don't think we have any questions. No, I think we're I think we're off the hook on that. Isn't that Sweet. great? Yeah. But if you do have any questions you'd like the answer to, go to bensticker.com. Send me your questions. We'd love to hear from you. We really would. Should we kill this?